Into the wild I'll go and into the wild I am It's been a while, freedom child Since I left my roots back home Into the wild I'll go Into the wild I am It's been a while, freedom child Since I left my roots back home Welcome to the Free Birth Society podcast. This is a radical space for women who are ready to celebrate their autonomous choices in birth, motherhood, and beyond. Together, we'll learn about wild birth through personal narrative, we'll explore the politics of birth, and we'll analyze everything that relates to our lives as women from a feminist perspective. Here's your host, Emily Saldana. It's been a wild freedom she began her mothering journey truly terrified of giving birth, assuming that she would just go in for the epidural straight away. But after her hospital birth, she wanted more. And so she stayed home to have a pain-free home birth with a midwife. Nabila tells the charming story of her journey to free birth with her third child after finding herself in a foreign country during a pandemic and she tells us of how she created the opportunity for everything to go just right. All right, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. This is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you were just saying before we were recording that you listened to the podcast in your pregnancy. So how fun to have you here now to to tell your tale. I feel like they saved me through my pregnancy. Mm. Everyone looked at me so alien when I told them I wanted a free birth. They thought I was crazy. So listening to your podcast just really helped me feel so happy with my decision and, and made it feel so right hmm. with like my little escapism. <laughs> wow. So you just free birthed your third baby a couple months ago. Yeah. So tell us about kind of what kicks all of this off. You know, what were your first two births like and bring us into where you go rogue and make this yeah. crazy decision. <laughs> okay. So for me, it starts, um, before I even had children I always knew that I wanted to be a mother and I was really interested in labor but I was so petrified of giving birth and I used to watch a lot of birthing shows which um, I don't think were very positive that even though the outcome was always amazing the actual stories were just terrifying and I was so scared and I used to ask everybody who was pregnant or had a baby like about their birth stories or their birth plans and there was never anything positive that came from it so like I said I always knew I wanted to be a mum, but I was always scared of how I would bring my child into life um so 
when I found out I was pregnant for my first child, I was I was quite a different person back then. It was only five years ago, but I have changed a lot since then. And as soon as I found out I was pregnant, the first thing that came to my mind, which is absolutely awful, was, oh my God, I've got, I've got to get this baby out. <laughs> and I wanted an epidural. That was the plan from as soon as I knew I was pregnant. And I think that's quite a shame because I felt like it overtook my enjoyment of mm. being pregnant and I didn't get to enjoy those feels. So, um, so yeah, and as my belly grew bigger, it was more of a scare because I knew I had to get this baby out. Um, and all I was, all I felt, I look back now and I feel like I was just manifesting the worst mm. labor and, and that's kind of what it, it was a traumatic experience, um, which I didn't overly notice at the time because that was all I knew. But I look back and um, it, it's actually it's actually quite sad. <laughs> um, I feel like it was quite a, yeah, not very nice experience, especially when I compared them to my other two labours. So I had a 36-hour labour from the first contraction and I had the epidural and forceps and mm. stitches and there was 11 people in the room when she oh. actually came out and I was actually being sick when she came out. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I had this video, on, uh, I had this labour on video and my face, I just looked like I'm so high off whatever they gave me. They were jabbing me after to get the placenta out and to stop me from being sick and I didn't really know what was going on I was kind of just letting them do whatever to me I felt a little bit abused actually when I look back mm -hmm. um so yeah the second time around um I was nervous for the labor because I knew what I'd already experienced yeah. but, um, I always liked the idea of a home birth even before I had my first child, but I never thought I'd be able to do it. I never thought I'd be strong enough, um, but I thought it was amazing the people who do have home births, and it always appealed to me. So the second time around, I started looking into home births, mainly because I knew that there was a possibility I'd have to stay in hospital overnight if I had a hospital birth, and I didn't really want that for my two-year-old daughter. I didn't right. want her feeling like she could come into hospital and see me and this new baby um, and then have to go away and we'd have to stay there and she might feel like this new baby has stole her mummy and she wouldn't understand at two years old um, so I kind of felt like just going with my feels I thought we should all be together as a family she should be able to be there um, if she wanted to be there if it was the right time and yeah I just I, I thought I would try and look into it and see if I could um, steer towards a home birth. I went on a few home birthing classes and I listened to hypnobirthing podcasts and I, I really just um, got mentally prepared and I felt so ready to have the baby at home and with my family. But also there was still that slight bit of, um, I was quite anxious because as much as I knew I really wanted that it was I still thought back about my first labor and it, it did worry me I I felt like what if I can't cope and I feel like I need the epidural again mm. but anyway I went with it and it was the best labor ever it was such an amazing experience um, my daughter was in bed at the time it was early hours of the morning um, but he my second um, baby Zion he was 
three hours from the first contraction. So it was a totally different experience. And just being at home, it was just amazing. I recommend a home birth to anyone. (laughs) Did you have a midwife? What was the setup? Yes. So I planned to have a midwife. um, But when we phoned to tell the tell them we were I was in labor they said there was no midwives around and no one could get to us anytime soon whoa <laughs> yeah okay even though I didn't know this at the time because my partner didn't want to scare me so he was like yeah there's a midwife coming it's fine you're doing well oh my god um, <laughs> yeah and I think I can't remember the time because when you're in labor you know you kind of lose track and 10 minutes could be an hour um, but I, it was probably about half an hour. I was, I knew I was already pushing as the midwife came. Um, and she didn't really do much while she was there. I didn't, I didn't feel like I needed her. I could have done it without her. So third time round, that made me feel really confident in having a free birth because I felt like I already done it by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so before I even got pregnant, a few the third time, a few of my friends were having babies and they started telling me about their experiences going to the midwife appointments and it brought memories back and I just felt like, oh, so much effort. They would always come back feeling really um, negative about the whole situation and the midwife has told them this and now they're worried because of this and that and, and it always seemed really negative and I just and it kind of brought back um memories for myself I always got told that my babies were too small even though they were both seven pounds um and on my first I know I had to go for a few growth scans Mm. um and and I knew they were I knew they were fine both times around and and luckily I'm not really someone to stress about anything if I knew they they were fine I I went with my feels but also on the first pregnancy because I hadn't been through it before I felt I really trusted in medical attention so um so yeah uh so when you do get pregnant with your third do you have a wild pregnancy like what is the or do you have the midwives what is what does your pregnancy look like with this third baby well, before I got pregnant again, I was looking in something, I can't remember how it got to me, but something came up about um, ultrasound scans and I started looking into those and I felt so silly and naive that I'd never really thought about this before. Um, but I was thinking about all the radiation and, and I, I thought I'd never even thought this deep into it. I've just been told that that's what you have to do when you're pregnant and I've just gone with it. There's been no other thought outside of it. So I started looking into it and I thought the next time around, as long as I feel like everything's okay, I'm going to, I'm not going to have any scans. Um, And then obviously with the midwife situation and with my friends being pregnant and telling me stories, I felt like I didn't want to go down that route either. Um, And also I feel like as soon as you tell them one thing, they know you're pregnant and then they're on your case. There's always appointments and they're always trying to see you and trying to find out just unnecessary things so I just felt like I was just going to go with it myself for as long as I could and like I say as long as I felt like there was nothing wrong then I would just do it myself um also before I found out I was pregnant uh, my partner and I had made some plans to go to Jamaica we wanted to spend some time with family and just take say six months or so out of life and just reevaluate life and just have some family time 
Um, and then obviously I found out I was pregnant and then it was kind of like, well, what do we do now? Um, but I had a little think about it and I just thought, let's just go. Let's just continue with our plans. There's always going to be something stopping us if we don't go because I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided to go to Jamaica and we decided to have the baby there. Oh, uh, which was so exciting! It was really exciting. I thought I um, thought your birth video looked more tropical than Wales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we actually didn't have her in in Jamaica in the end. Oh, where'd you have her? Um, <laughs> she was born in Australia. Oh, okay, that makes was, sense. Yeah, but it was so it was very random. Um, but yeah, so we had these Jamaica plans. I was so excited. All of our family decided to book and come along and to see the baby a month after she was due. Um, and it was just like going to be this perfect holiday and setting. And I was just so excited. I didn't overly plan my labor because you kind of can't, you have to just go with it. But the one thing I did decide was that wherever I am, whether I was at a beach or at home, wherever I am, as long as I'm comfortable. And if I go into labor, I'll just have it there, mm-hmm. wherever I'm comfortable. So I didn't expect to be in Australia at all. Yeah, <laughs> that was that nothing in my plans. <laughs> well, COVID-19 happened. Oh, that whole thing. So, <laughs> yes. So the night before our morning flight to Jamaica, we were told that Jamaica wasn't letting anybody in and we couldn't get there. Oh, now no. we got rid of our home. <laughs> yeah, we got rid of our home, most of our belongings. Um, and we were, st- we were at a friend's Airbnb for the week before we went. And this was our last night there. And we were kind of like, well, what do we do now? We were just didn't know what to do. And I really didn't want to stay in the UK because I knew that we would just fall back into old patterns and my partner would be called to work. And I just really wanted to get away and have that family time. So we kind of randomly chose Australia. <laughs> my partner has an uncle there, but apart from that, there's no other ties. We just, I've never been. And um, it seemed, it seemed quite easy on restrictions at the time. Um, so we decided to just go to Australia. So How funny. So day, what part of Australia did you go to? We flew to Melbourne, uh, but we drove up the coast too and uh, drove near Brisbane and stayed there for a while because the, as we got there, the they were just going into their winter. Mm. So we drove up the coast to try yeah. and chase the sunshine. Yeah, but baby was born in Melbourne. Hmm. Um, so yeah, we stayed in Australia. We had about two weeks of a holiday. Then we decided to rent out a uh, more of a family home uh, where, we, where she would be born, and we stayed there for a month. Um, and yeah, that's where that's where it happened. All right, tell us the story. Okay, so I had my babies there too. So there's just my partner and my older daughter Amor and my son Zion. Uh, Amor five at the time and Zion was two. So I kind of pre, Amor knew because Amor was there for Zion's labor. She came in just as I pushed him out. So she kind of seen it all before and she has an amazing memory. She remembers it so well. Um, so I wasn't worried about her, but I was a little bit worried about how Zion would act to it. But also I've noticed that he likes to just follow his sister's league. So <laughs> I think he was just happy going with her. 
Um, so I was having contractions throughout the day. Um, my actually the one evening I felt like the baby was coming there was no real signs or real contractions but I had a lot of pressure in my back Mm. and I felt like it might have been the start of it but this was around nine o'clock in the evening and I went to bed that evening woke up the next day and didn't really have anything Mm -hmm. there was a few contractions in the night but nothing consistent or I'd I'd still it could have been Braxton Hicks it could have been anything um then when I woke up the next morning I still had a lot of pressure and I knew that it was going to be the day that I gave birth but there was still no real contractions then around 11 o'clock in the afternoon uh, in the morning I breastfed I was still breastfeeding my two-year-old son and I sat down and he wanted to have a nap and I was breastfeeding him. And as soon as I started breastfeeding, I started having contractions, which I thought was crazy. I could feel the pressure all morning, but there was nothing consistent. And I thought, I wonder if my body must be thinking that I'm breastfeeding, the babies should be here and <laughs> kind of, yeah, brought it on. Um so that was amazing. So he went down for a nap and I was just kind of riding out the contractions. Um, they didn't really start to get too intense until probably around four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and, but before then, I think I felt like I'd done quite well with the contractions. I was going about my day. I was enjoying time with the children and it was a sunny day. So we were in the garden, just relaxing. And then at probably about 4, 4 p.m. I decided to get into the bath because I felt like I needed some um, release and some sort of, um, I remember on my other labors getting into the bath and just feeling like the pressure would just come off and it was really relaxing. Um, so yeah, I got into the bath and enjoyed some bath time the kids running in and out and just being a bit crazy but it was it was nice they kept me entertained they kind of took my mind off it and made me feel like I had to be even more brave um (laughs) then my partner decided there was the place that we were staying I, I don't know why this happened but there was one room full of mattresses so he decided to get a mattress <laughs> yeah really random he decided to get a mattress and put it on the floor in the bathroom and he came and joined me so that was mm. nice um and then I spoke have my mum on FaceTime she was supposed to be there with us in Jamaica for the labour so I think she was yeah I think she was a bit upset that she wasn't there um, but I had her on FaceTime so that was nice <laughs> um and she stayed stayed for the whole time um yeah and then I just remember feeling um I remember feeling so connected with my body even throughout my pregnancy um it was really strange because lots of people used to say to me like what you haven't had any scans what if there's something wrong and I never wanted to say it out loud but deep down I just knew there was nothing wrong it was like as if I, I just knew I just had this connection and, but I was a bit scared to say it out loud. I didn't say it to anybody, but inside I just, I knew that everything was going to be fine. And I felt the same with my labor. And I think my partner, he was so brushed off his feet throughout my pregnancy, just building, um, building his business ready for us to go away to Jamaica 
that he didn't really overly get to enjoy this pregnancy with me and we didn't really plan a free birth together this was just kind of my decision and he he trusted me he was happy to just go along with it but I think just before it happened he kind of realized that we were actually doing this and I think he had a bit of a few (laughs) panic panicky moments and he's kind of like is there anything that I don't know that I need to know and I think I feel like you need to talk to me I feel like you need to tell me what's going on what what are you thinking what's the plan and I was kind of like well there's no plan we just have to go with it I trust in my body and I believe that my body will do what it needs to do and he was I I didn't think that was enough confirmation for him um so I was quite worried about him throughout my labour mm. because when things started getting a bit more intense, I felt like he might have been panicking, but he was trying not to show it. He didn't want to put it on me. Um, but he was amazing. He was really good. He kind of just kept the children occupied and I was just kind of in my own um, little relaxation bubble. It was six hours in total. Okay. Um, I think... I was worried when, as soon as my mum FaceTimed, this was probably about five o'clock. Uh, my water's hand broke by then. And she, she was kind of like, you need to be prepared that this, this might still be a long time, even though I had a quick birth on my second child. And I think I was expecting another quick birth because of that. She's like, you know, your waters haven't broke yet. So just try and stay relaxed. Don't get to that panic mode where you can't come back. Um, just, know that this still might be going on for a long time and and when she said that I kind of thought I I kind of felt a bit um a bit deflated because I I wanted it to be almost over by now or or over um and I knew things were getting more intense and I was thinking am I going to be able to get to the end Um, And then kind of just as I was having these feels, I was having urges to push down. And she was also worried about, I I was never worried about the urges because I'm happy to just let my body do what it needs to do. But I know that on her experiences with childbirth, she felt urges to push really early and she'd done damage because she wasn't actually ready to push. So I knew that she was worried that I was pushing and um, she didn't want me to be pushing too early but I knew it was the right time that my body told me it was right and then just as I was having these urges my waters broke in the bath so Mm. that was so that was such a nice feeling the relief of just the waters breaking was just amazing and also I knew that it's fine everything's going to plan and we're almost there and literally after my waters broke it was like intense pushing and she was ready to come so and and I don't feel like I was pushing for that long she was born at 6 30 and I think my waters must have broke around five maybe even 5 30 um and yeah I kind of just went with my body I um kept pushing when I needed to push I got out of the tub then because I felt like I needed more space I felt a bit enclosed um I kind of needed to get in the right position, the squatting position, and felt like I really needed to work her out. Whereas on my second labor, it was so easy. He he literally just came out so easily. Whereas um, Irie, which is my third baby, um, felt like she 
didn't make it too easy for me when I was pushing. Um, but I still just, I, I was still really listening to what my body was telling me to do. I wasn't, um, I wasn't just trying to push when I wasn't supposed to. I was, I was really in tune. And even though it wasn't as easy as the second time, I still felt like I was in control. Um, and yeah, she, um, she came out really easily. I had no problems after I had no tearing. Um, and it was such an, an amazing experience. The children were there. Uh, they were so happy as well. I look back at the video and see their little faces and, and it, it was just the, the best feeling ever, just all being there together. And I was, I was kind of so glad that it happened the way it did, because if we were in Jamaica, we would have had so many people around us. <laughs> True. Um, and, it, and, and then we would have had so many visitors after. Mm-hmm. So it was actually so nice that we were just all there together. Just the four of us. Well, mm, the five, five now. Yeah. Yeah. And so, she was perfect. She how? hardly cried when she came out. She was just so calm and and content it was just so lovely Hmm. I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit more to having two young children there because it's such a common um, question that I get of you know women having their second or third and and just kind of feeling worried about that or feeling like oh is it going to be too distracting or are the kids going to be upset by mommy making big noises Um, yeah I wonder if you could just speak to that a little Okay, so when I had my second child, I pre-warned Amal, my older child, that I might have to, I might be making these noises, and it might be, um, it might be hard for mummy to push the baby out. So these noises, uh, it doesn't mean that I'm in pain. I'm just using all my energy to try and push the baby out, and she kind of understood. She was really good with it. Um, but because I I didn't make hardly any noises of having my second child, it was so easy. But on my third, I was making quite loud noises, you know, those those pushing, urgent noises. Um, and it's funny because at one stage she came in and she's like, Mummy, you told me you weren't going to be making any noises. You told me you were going to be calm. <laughs> so, yeah, but she, they weren't scared at all. They didn't seem worried about me. But in between every contraction um when I wasn't in pain I was just really normal with them and Mm -hmm. I was explaining like we're gonna have our baby soon and and I was showing them that it's still me and then when I was having a contraction most of the time they won there they just kind of kept running in and out Mm -hmm. so they I don't feel like they feared anything and they knew the process I pre-warned them and I showed them um there's quite a few pages that I follow on Instagram uh, who show really natural births and they um they show a few little video clips and and I sh- I've showed them and and I said this is how you bring a baby into the world so I felt like they really knew what to expect and and they they never looked at it scary in any sort of way mm. they they didn't have a reason I I don't think to yeah to feel well, like it was scary that's what I find too. I mean, that I've actually never heard of a story where the children didn't do great, but it's still usually a concern for moms until they go through it like you have. Um, so I'm sure that'll be yeah. nice to hear for, for the women wondering about that. And then I'm, yeah, I'm also... Absolutely love her, and I feel like they bonded just like I did because they were there with me. Um, whereas if I just had her and then they just came along, I think mm-hmm. it'd be harder for them to feel like, well, 
where, who's this baby and where did she just come from? Totally. But they seen it all happen and and they they just love her. Well, it's like what you said about your second baby, you know, with with your older one when she was only two, being like, I can't just go to the hospital and like separate our family because that's yeah. weird. <laughs> it's weird yeah. to kind of kick one of the family members out and then come home with another baby. I mean, I know it's more complicated than that. And, you know, I'm not trying to judge anyone who makes that decision, but I really get that. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine not having a family. Like I kind of, yeah, I feel like I kind of experienced that because my mom had my brother when I was 11 years old mm. and I remember it happening quite clearly. And she had him in hospital and we went in to see her and then we had to leave her and we had to go. And I hated it. I hated mm. sleeping the night without my mum at home and knowing everything had gone on. And I was 11. So for a two-year-old baby to have to leave her totally. mum, I feel like it'd be so much harder for them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I was also wondering if you could speak to just how you navigated any fears, you know, being... And it sounds like you have a really strong relationship with yourself and um, a supportive partner. So that's amazing that you have two really big kind of pieces to the recipe here, right? Yeah. Um, and then that you have this beautiful, you know, pain-free birth at your back with Zion. And it sounds like you just have really created um, the quote that I heard in my head when you were talking about your third was um, that you really had created like over years had created an opportunity for everything to go perfect, you know, for everything to yeah. go right. And I just wanted to kind of, yeah, like mention that because it's not random, you know, like you took an enormous amount of responsibility to do your work and choose yourself and choose your own um, instincts and your own intuition and what felt right to you. Um and even choosing a partner who obviously is supportive and willing to, to even in his discomfort, still willing to show up for you, which is so beautiful. And I would yeah. like to see more of that in the world. Um, but yeah, I just yeah. wonder, yeah, kind of what else you have to say about the work of wild pregnancy and sitting in the mystery of that and stepping into that in responsibility um, and how that uh, it, how that creates the opportunity to manifest the birth of your dreams, really. Yeah, it, it was definitely a journey. Um, like I said, when I had my first child, I was so scared um, and I could never imagine me having a home birth. Um, so yeah, it did come over time. And I, I feel like it was a journey um, of life and not just birthing experiences. Totally. Um, so I look at life a lot different now to how I did then. Um, I try and stay as natural as possible and as in line with nature as I can, uh, because I feel like that always works and it's just the easiest way. Um, so to have the hospital birth with all the drugs and it just didn't make sense to me. And then it's like the whatever they jabbing you after and whatever they want to jab the baby with. And it's the pressures too. I feel like they don't really give you choices. And um, that's one thing I I look back and feel like I never had when my hospital birth was choices. They never said, would you like me to induce, uh, would you like me to um, assess you, see how far dilated you are? They make it feel like you have to do that. And I remember being so uncomfortable with it. And, and, and that's, 
a lot to do with the whole experience, with just how I felt. It felt so, it didn't feel right Mm-mm. the first time. The second time felt better. The first time, the third time was just amazing. <laughs> but I, I felt like I had to go through that journey to have my free birth, unfortunately. But um, I'm so glad I got to experience it the way I did. Well, and your story is so beautiful because this is the kind of unraveling into your divinity, really. Yeah. I mean, you're born, and by you, I mean, you know, all or most women, we're all born into a society that is um, pretty deeply anti-woman, anti-birth, you know, anti-mother baby. Yeah. And, you know, whatever you picked up along the way from your own family and from culture, um, you know, you walk with, like most or all women walk with, um, such a deep fear around birth and your own, you know, body. And, and so of course, right, you do the thing that's laid out for you. Um, and, mm-hmm. and just your story so beautiful because how you had that experience, because that really was what was expected of you in terms of like society, mm-hmm. right? It's what's expected of all mm-hmm. of us. It's like 99% of women birth in institutions, right? It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and anyway, and just this beautiful evolution of doing the work and reassessing and critiquing and and listening to yourself and centering yourself and choosing yourself. And what's so beautiful is that when a mother chooses herself, she chooses her whole family. She she creates a better environment for her entire family. So then arguably the whole world, right? All by yeah. you really sitting with what wasn't okay and what you wanted to create and then having the courage to follow through with that, you have actually literally changed a multi-generational narrative of being broken and having to have, you know, like a dude deliver your baby and abuse you and, you know, all of this weird stuff that we're walking around with. And you have completely changed that narrative in one one lifetime so that your daughters and your son know a different story. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of other people around me have been really inspired um, by my story too, which is just so lovely. I've had so much positive feedback from it now. And it's funny because you go from everyone worrying about you and making you feel like you're doing the wrong thing to everyone being totally inspired by you and, and maybe even take some tips from you. Um, but I was even in the supermarket two days ago and I, I bumped into, um, someone I kind of know. And she was just like, the first thing she said to me, she didn't even say hello. She was like, your birth was amazing. I watched your video and I can't believe it. You are amazing. You're such Aww. a strong woman. And I, I could have, I could have cried. <laughs> and even the, 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 all the uh, messages and comments we had after I posted my labor, everyone was just so kind. And, and I, I just really didn't expect that. I kind of just posted it for my family who wanted to be there and didn't get to see it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like it appealed to so many other people. Um, and everybody have just been so nice. I haven't had one negative comment after posting the video. That is unique and awesome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad for you. That's what that's what it should be. And and you know, this is yeah. a part of leadership. This is a part of kind of, you know, like pioneering this this movement or or being the revolution because of course everyone when they see you've done it and it's this beautiful story, 
they're like, oh, it could be like mm-hmm. that, right? So even just you yeah. doing it and having the willingness to share it, um, that is leading, you know, that is leading yeah. your, living your truth and leading and showing other women what's possible. And it's what yeah. we have to do. You know, I keep, I keep, saying the last couple of days, my tagline right now is we are the revolution. There's nothing that we have to do other than live our truth and live in integrity. Because when women do that, it's contagious. And it's contagious yeah, it in the best possible way, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like now is a good time with um, this whole COVID thing going on. I know a few people online who are pregnant and they were worried because they wanted a hospital birth, but they couldn't have a partner. They had to do it themselves. Oh my God. And I just couldn't imagine anything worse right now, especially if it was your first baby and you would want your partner there. You'd want them whether it was your fifth baby. But um, yeah, I just felt like I'd, I hope that I'd help people um, to maybe consider having at least the home birth with the midwife than to feel like they need to go into hospital. Um, and to also, I hope that I help people to know that they have choices and you can make these decisions. You don't, it's, it's your baby and it's your body and you just need to go with whatever feels right for you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I'm really happy for you and your family and and the world. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like also if you're pregnant and you're here and you're listening to these podcasts, they are just amazing. They they got they help me feel so comfortable with my decision. Mm. Um and especially because there isn't much positive energy out there. Exactly. This is just it was just such a nice place for me to just come, whether I was on a long journey or just having a bit of me time in the bath, I would always have the podcasts on and I would just come away from it feeling like, yay, I would, I would be even more excited for my labor. And when I say that to people that I'm excited to give birth, they thought I was great easy. Mm -hmm. They're like, how can you be excited? (laughs) Yeah. It's the new paradigm. Well, of course it's hard to be excited when you're like heading into a hospital where there's strangers and you know, all this Mm -hmm bullshit that goes on but I get it yeah I love it (laughs) yeah all right thank you so much yeah thank you and that's it for today my sisters check out everything we do including one-on-one and group coaching learn about our private membership in-person retreats and more on freebirthsociety.com Our online courses are on freebirthsocietycourses.com, including our flagship course, The Complete Guide to Free Birth. Don't miss the Radical Birthkeeper School if you're ready to become the authentic midwife that women are searching for. Together we rise and the revolution starts inside each of us. Our opening song is by Shia LaRae. And now I'll leave you with our Free Birth Society theme song, Wild Woman by Aruba Red. I honor you for the wisdom you held the ancient traditions of plant medicine and womb magic. I feel the spirit of the ancestors as I place my hands upon my belly. This sacred portal will be honored. Eons upon light beams of survival withstanding the eradication of our power by design. I will not allow the separation of our young to be forced upon me. My sisters will no longer birth in captivity. The picket 
line redefined from burning our wild women to paralyzing us and drugging our babes. Strapped down in a clinical white bed, drying up the milk from our breasts, keep your needles. My family will never again be doomed to chase those dragons or your poison. We reject your fear. We choose love, everything with intention, death, ascension. I will fly and bring her back from the start.